Hey everyone, week eight of college football is here finally. Man, hopefully everybody had a great week last week. We had some absolutely amazing games uh, on the slate. Uh, hopefully you guys were able to tune in. Um, hopefully win some money. If not, just enjoy some uh, some awesome college football. We saw uh, Michigan completely dismantle Penn State early on. We saw Tennessee, Alabama. We saw USC uh, lose to Utah on the road. Just just amazing games. Uh, I think we were pretty much on it for the most part as far as the games that we were targeting, the players we were targeting. Uh, so I had you know a fairly good day. Uh, could have been a little bit better. There were, you know, like always, it seems like there's one or two spots that you maybe miss or uh, just don't quite construct the lineup correctly. And, you know, you don't quite take down a tournament. But, uh, you know, if you're profitable and you're playing tournaments in DFS, that's a win uh, every day of the week. So let's keep the hot streak going. Before we do, just want to reiterate uh, this podcast and video is brought to you by Manscaped. 20% off if you use the code REDZONEDFS. Manscaped is by far the best in the industry when it comes to men's grooming, um, razors, shaving, trimmers, uh, you know, hair trimmers up and below the waist, uh, nose trimmers, nose hair trimmers. I mean, they got everything, guys. So if you were looking for gifts for the holidays, if you're looking for um, so some new tools, some new fragrances for you, Go to the uh, manscaped.com, use the promo code ZONE20. Again, that's ZONE20 at manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping. You can't beat it. Um, highly recommend it. been a customer for a long time. So pumped that these guys are sponsoring the podcast. Um, and yeah, uh, don't miss out. So cool. Moving on, getting into the main slate here for DraftKings. Uh, I'm on the West Coast, so for me, it's the morning slate. For you guys, it might be the afternoon or main slate, whatever. Let's get to it. Um, this slate's going to be a tricky one, in my opinion. Uh, looking at the games, there's a lot of good spots to go to this week. There's a lot of interesting spots. Um, so let's just hit, run through it. Let's talk through it together. Um, we have Kansas at Baylor. Baylor's eight and a half point favor with a 59 and a half point uh, total. Kansas is, you know, looking like that they are uh, obviously taking a step back after Daniels went out, but they're still a very competitive team. Um, Baylor had some injuries last week. They look like they're hitting some strides. Obviously, almost a nine point favorite at home. Baylor's probably the side you want to take, but we'll go into the depth a little bit and see if there's any pieces from both sides of these games that we want. Um, Syracuse at Clemson. This is a very sneaky, good game. Uh, Syracuse is the real deal. They can play. Uh, they have some really dynamic weapons on offense, which we'll get to. Um, defense, they have a very strong defense. We'll talk about Syracuse, the 12th ranked uh, passing defense in terms of yardage, 11th ranked rushing defense. Clemson's going to have a challenge here on their hands, I think. Uh, the one area that obviously you always talk about when it's SEC teams or some of the big boy a uh, ACC like Clemson is can Syracuse hang in the trenches? Uh, we've seen Clemson have a, a just absolute dynamite guys up front. We'll see if they can handle them. Clemson is a 13 and a half point favorite right now at home. Iowa goes to Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State is almost 30 point favorites. I'm not sure Iowa is going to score a point on Saturday. Uh, so we can move on to the next one. <laughs> Cincinnati goes to SMU. Very interesting game here. Three-point favorite goes to Cincinnati, but they are also banged up. Quarterback is questionable. Receiver is out. Um, 
this is going to be an interesting game. SMU had a, a really solid appearance last week. I watched that one. I think it was Thursday or Friday night. Um, 59 and a half over under in total. So we like this one a little bit uh, from a DFS perspective. UNLV goes to Notre Dame. Uh, man, I don't know what to think about this one either. We have injuries on both sides. Notre Dame, uh, they're a mess. Uh, I They have a three-man rotation at running back now. I don't know, man. I'm probably avoiding this game altogether. We just don't know what team is going to show up for Notre Dame. UNLV's banged up. Maybe you can play the running back Robbins we'll talk about, but I just don't love that game. West Virginia goes to Texas Tech next. 67 and a half over under in this game. Texas Tech is a seven-point favorite. Ole Miss and LSU, 66 and a half total. LSU is only a one and a half point favorite at home. Uh, UCLA at Oregon, probably the top game on the slate, uh, almost a 70 over under, uh, and six and a half point favorite to the Ducks. Texas goes to Oklahoma State, 62 and a half total, six point favorite goes to Texas on the road. BC goes to Wake Forest. Wake is a 21, three point, or I'm sorry, three touchdown favorite. Purdue to Wisconsin, uh, 51 and a half total. That's supposed to be a close game. Wisconsin, the two and a half point favorite, which I find kind of interesting, to be honest. Uh, Memphis goes to Tulane. Tulane cracking the top 25, which is great to see for those guys. They are a really good football team. Um, we'll talk about that one a little bit more. And then Arizona State goes to Stanford, the game that probably nobody here will watch. But there are some interesting pieces I like from this game from a fantasy perspective. So let's hit it as far as top stacks go. Top stacks has to be Ohio State. Um, I know everybody looks at Iowa and sees the rankings, you know, the third rank passing defense uh, in terms of yardage, 24th rank rushing defense. They're a good team. But hands down, I think Ohio State's the best team in the country. They've shown nothing otherwise. They've blown out pretty much everybody they played except Notre Dame that first game. Um, I just don't see any way Iowa keeps this thing close. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know, man. 30-point favorite, Ohio State, it's at, it's at the shoe. Um, yeah, I think Ohio State absolutely just takes them to the woodshed here. Um, you got to like C.J. Stroud, obviously, up top. you got Marvin Harrison Jr. at 7,600. We'll see if Jackson Smith and Jeeba plays at 7K. I still think it's fairly a risky play for him unless you can hear that he is practicing in full all week. If he's a game-time decision, I'm out. Uh, you've next got Amika. Egbuka at 6,900 and Julian Fleming at 5,200. All those guys are very much playable. Get as many into your lineup as possible. I probably won't be attacking the running game for Ohio State because, again, I do respect Iowa's uh, rushing defense and their front seven. That's all they got. So um, I think they are just going to hope and pray uh, that they can play with these guys. But I don't think there's a chance in hell. So Ohio State has to be at the top. <coughs> talked about this a couple weeks ago. Obviously, they're a much better defense, uh, Iowa is, than Michigan State. But I just think you have a ma it's a major mistake not to get these guys into your lineup right now. Uh, they are just so explosive, so good. It, it could take, you know, they could be have a slow start and all of a sudden turn on the Jets and it's 34 to nothing uh, very fast. So Ohio State probably is the number one stack any slate they're going to play on for the most part this year. Um, moving down the list, some other stacks that I like. SMU. Uh, Tanner Mordecai, 7,600, very reasonable price for him. He's got a very clear target uh, uh, guy in Rishi Rice at 7,900. Rice disappointed last game. That was a bummer. I played him um, like I always do because he's the clear target, and his target share is just absolutely nuts and through the roof. 
but he didn't really see it last game. Um, they didn't really need him either. So I'm going to throw that out the window and kind of ignore that. Um, um, and then going down. So the interesting thing, SMU has a few injuries uh, at the receiver position. Um, I like Jordan Curley at 4,200 is to be Mordecai's second option this week. Um, so you could very much double stack this and play it up and go all SMU here. Um, the other side of the game is interesting. We talked about Cincinnati, but I need to know that Bryant, their quarterback is going to be healthy um, before I lock that one in. So SMU is the side I'm going to take. Uh, Cincinnati is very good, obviously, but I just think SMU's offense is pretty freaking dynamic. They got the fourth uh, ranked passing offense and yardage. They play high tempo. They play up tempo. If this thing gets going and gets to a little bit of a shootout, um, I like this quite a bit. And with the over under or the total being at about 60 with a three point spread, I, you got to like the game here uh, quite a bit. Going down Texas. Uh, I'm going to keep playing these guys. Quinn Ewers is still way too cheap at 6,400. Xavier Worthy at 6,100. They refuse to raise these guys' prices too much. And Jatavian Sanders at 3,700. I don't know what DraftKings is doing here, but I'm going to keep playing these guys. Uh, I especially like this week. We saw Oklahoma State. I remember watching the game last week thinking to myself, man, the Cowboys are good. Like, they are fast. They play good defense. They're physical. But, damn, they give up a lot of yards. And we saw TCU finally get a hold of that and get going. Um, and that thing turned into a shootout. Went to overtime, got some extra bonus points there. So, I mean, I pretty much like every game Oklahoma State's going to play in because they score, they put up points. They have a terrible passing defense, uh, so they're going to give it up as well. This is just primed to be another shootout in the Big 12, in my opinion. So Oklahoma State uh, and Texas, I like both sides. So I just mentioned Texas, my three favorite targets there, Ewers, Worthy, and Sanders. Whittington is possible. You can play him, um, but those are the three that I like the most. Flipping to the other side, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders at 7,800, Braden Johnson 67, and Bryson Green at 4,500. Those are my three favorite players from that side. You could very easily full game stack this, guys. Uh, I think this game has a chance to go bananas and be the, the highest scoring game on the day. Um, it would not shock me whatsoever um, if that's what happens here. Moving down a little bit, LSU. LSU is interesting here. Um, they came alive. Uh, there's the famous quote. Um, that I think Les Miles said, it, Death Valley is where hopes and dreams come to die. Um, we'll see if Ole Miss buys into that or not. This game is a 67 total on the game with a one and a half point spread. What does that tell us? That tells us they are expecting points on both sides of the ball here. I like the LSU side. Again, the quarterback is probably a little bit better of a DFS play. Jaden Daniels went absolutely ballistic last week. Um, I looked down at the night score uh, playing that slate and couldn't believe he was at like 40 points in the third quarter. It's like, uh, yeah, I made a mistake not playing Jaden Daniels last week. Uh, but is that a sign moving forward? Is he going to start absolutely taking off running the ball? If he's going to have that rushing ability and rushing threat, he is a really good play at 7,700 this week. And then the other reason I'm in on him is I liked that they are finally starting to get Kayshawn Boot going. He's 5,300. Second week in a row, he's been a double-digit uh, DK points. He's at a great price. Looks like this combination is starting to wake up a little bit uh, for the Tigers down there. And we know Ole Miss is going to score. So what's there not to like here? Um, those are my top five. Going down a little bit, some others to consider. The other side of that game, Ole Miss. 
Uh, Jackson Dart at 6,700. He has had two straight games of over 30 points. They've needed him a little bit more as these uh, conference games get going. I think they're going to need him here a little bit on Saturday. So 6,700 for Dart is a really good price. His top uh, weapon is Jonathan Mingo. And as we'll talk about, the running backs are always in play. That's a very interesting way, I think, to get some get different is you could go a full quarterback, running back, receiver stack in this game. Um, you could go quarterback, both running backs. You could get weird with Old Miss. They do have a lot of guys that mix in and get uh, opportunities, but Dart, Mingo, Evans, and Judkins are the four main guys for Old Miss. So uh, I like both sides of this game. How could you not with the total and the spread? Um, I think this one could get wild down in the bayou. Uh, and then Tulane, man, Tulane on the main slate feels cool to talk about these guys. We saw the Ohio game last week. Now Tulane gets it. Um, Tulane's a seven point favorite at home versus Memphis. The one piece uh, that I love here is Memphis, I think has now the worst ranked passing defense in the country in terms of yards given up per game. Uh, they're atrocious. So Tulane, if Michael Pratt is good to go and plays, 6300 for him is a really good price. You've got Deuce Watts at 5K. That's his main target option. Um, you could go a sneaky two-lane stack here if you want to save some money. So those are kind of my main, main stacks, I would say. Ohio State, SMU, Texas, LSU, Oklahoma State, and then you can mix in Old Miss and Tulane if you see fit. A few of the quarterback naked options, which is going to be very popular for me this week. I'm not even going to hide it. I'm just going to tell you this. I think there's three quarterbacks on this slate that it's very tough to pinpoint who you're going to pair him up with. Not necessarily just from a target standpoint, but the, those guys I think are way overpriced uh, for what they are and the targets that they're going to get. Could they explode and could they blow up and you need that full stack to hit? Absolutely. But all these teams have four or five receivers that they go to. Um, so it's very hard to pinpoint for me personally. I will just take the quarterback points and play the best receiver possible, whether that is with uh, their guy um, or somebody completely like a one-off from another game. It doesn't bother me at all. I just, there's nothing worse than picking wrong, right? If your whole stack is correct, but the wrong receiver goes off and you had a better play at 6,400, but maybe you reached for 69 because he's in the same game. I hate doing that. So three quarterbacks that I'm going to be playing a lot of, I will have some pairing options with these guys, but for the most part, I am playing them naked. Is Bo Nix at 9,300? I know that sticker shock price when you opened up uh, the contest this week was probably like jaw dropping, but he has been unbelievable. Um, he has been at 30 points, draft 30 DraftKings points in every game since that Georgia route. Uh, he has hit 40 points a couple times. He's been fantastic for the Ducks. Um, then you have DTR 7,900 in that same game. He's been incredible all year, hovering around 28, 30 DraftKings points a game. Again, DTR and Bo Nix, they should be going back and forth in this one. This should be a really high-scoring game. That's what is projected on the slate uh, as far as the top total. It's going to be popular, and that's why I'm saying, guys, like I think for me, I'm not going to worry about stacking as much in this game just because I think a lot of people are going to do it, and I think you're going to have some people guess wrong on who's going to go off. Therefore, you don't have to rush to do it, in my opinion. You could lose to it. But I'm going to play the safe route here, let other people pick the wrong weapon, and then I'll just bypass them with a better one-off. That's how I'm approaching this slate. Feel free to do what you please, um, but that's my thought process in, in it all. The third guy that I think you got to consider at this point as far as a naked quarterback option is DJ Ugalele for Clemson. He's been he's been fantastic. Uh, we thought game one, there was a shot that most people in the country were calling for this guy to get benched. 
Um, he's been amazing. He's got Clemson right in the uh, college football playoff hunt. He's about 28 points a game. He is accurate right now. He is running the football. He looks confident. Um, Got to like DJ here at 7,400. Um, so all three of those guys are very fine to play. You can pair them up with their top options, but um, I, yeah, I don't mind if you play two of these guys in your lineup, make it and just go the best players uh, beyond that. Moving on to running backs. Uh, like always, he's up top. He's expensive. If you can get him, BJ, Bijan Robinson is fantastic. He should eat in this matchup too. Um, Texas right now, again, Oklahoma State is giving up uh, a lot of yards on the ground. Uh, he's game proof, you know, in terms of like the matchup, uh, where they're at. We saw him starting to get more involved in the passing game, which is amazing. 9,400, if you got the money, go get him. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Sean Tucker below that at 6,900 to my kind of second guy I'm going to pay up for in that sense. He's in a tough matchup versus Clemson, but the volume's too good, in my opinion. Quinshawn Junkins, 6,700. Again, this dude's just unbelievable. Him and Zach Evans, 67, 65. They're the same dude. They both have absolutely produced a ton this year. Um, they are almost top five running backs, and they're splitting a backfield together. If one of them got all the shares, they'd be the clear-cut number one back on every slate uh, with that rushing offense. Um, you can play either, in my opinion. Uh, it's just going to depend on who gets the touchdown equity. But it's a little bit expensive for my liking. There's some other guys that I'm going to prefer this week. But if you play one of them or you play them both in the same lineup, I would not hate that at all, um, which is actually kind of interesting. I might have to sneak one of those in there. Moving on down, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, dude's a freak. 6,700. He's probably my favorite running back in this mid-tier just because of the game flow and what we're hoping to see here on Saturday. He's going to be involved in the passing game and the running game. He is the main focal point of that offense. Get this dude in your lineup as much as you can. Xavier Valaday, 6,600. He's in a great matchup here versus Stanford. If he sees 20-plus carries, he should smash in this matchup. Uh, I like him quite a bit at 6,600. And I think he's going to get lost on the shuffle here with Judkins, Charbonnet, and Evans. Moving on down, another guy I really like this week is Charles McClellan. I talked about Cincinnati is quite banged up here, uh, quarterback in the receiver room. He's at 6,100. He's probably my second favorite guy in the mid-tier, as I mentioned. Um, he's in a great matchup. There, He's going against one of the worst rushing defenses in the country. SMU is ranked 123 in terms of yards per game given up. They're terrible. Uh, so Charles McClellan may have to carry the load and carry this team on Saturday. Sign me up for all that, baby. Uh, going down, Casey Filkins for Stanford. Uh, he has stepped in for a little uh, Emmett Smith Jr., and he's been really freaking good. Uh, $5,800 is a really good price for him. Um, like that quite a bit. CJ Donaldson at $5,100 is another guy that I have some interest in. I know Mathis got the start last week with Donaldson out. Um, you could see somewhat of a split here, but Donaldson's been the more explosive player for West Virginia all year. If he plays, they're going to find a way to get him the ball and get him involved very much into this game. Um, so I think you have to keep get a piece of that if he's going to play. And a total that's going to be almost 68 points versus Texas Tech. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's a great play at 5,100. The other one just to keep an eye on is Velton Gardner. Uh, if Trey Siggers is out, he is going to be the top dog for SMU. 59, again, over under total. Gardner saw the majority of the work last week. Uh, 4,800. Uh, you're going to get a bell cow in one of the highest scoring games. I, I, I will have some interest. But that's when you got to monitor all the way up to game time. And be on it because uh, I don't think we're going to find out too much beforehand. At least I don't anticipate. So um, 
going down, just kind of talking about some of the receivers again, um, Harrison and Rice, I like quite a bit. <clears throat> some guys that I didn't talk about that are not really in stacks, some one-off receivers. We've got A.T. Perry here at 7,400. Wake Forest should take it to Boston College here. Um, I don't love the stacking of that game just simply from a game flow standpoint, but if you want to go to Wake Forest's side, I love it. Wake Forest is awesome. Hartman's awesome. Um, I'll definitely have some pieces there. Uh, Aronde Gadsden. This dude's awesome uh, for Syracuse. If we think Clemson very much is going to stack the box and get all up in uh, in Sean Tucker's business, uh, Gadsden's got to be someone that's in your player pool, especially if you're going to play DJ Ugalele. This is a guy that you bring it back with right here. So 6,300 is a really good price for him. Trey Tucker at 6,200 is going to be the number one top dog at Cincinnati. Um, so he's a guy that I have some interest in, but again, I want to see that Bryant is going to play before I go to this, uh, this side of the ball, especially on the passing side for Cincinnati. Uh, Zay Flowers at 5,900 is a perfect bring back. If you decide to go to the Wake Forest side of the ball here, if you don't, that's fine. Zay Flowers is a very, very, comp uh, awesome, like one-off player. He produces every week. He's like the only weapon for Boston college. Uh, love those situations. Caden Preakstorn from Memphis uh, is a guy that I have some interest in at 5,700. Seems like he scores a touchdown every week. Uh, talked about Kayshawn Bood. Uh, Michael Mayer, I, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe it's just DKC is Notre Dame is as big of a mess as I do, but 5K for this guy. Uh, he's the best player on their offense and the number one target. So definitely get some Mayer uh, for, or for, I'm sorry, for Notre Dame at 5,000. Um, Deuce Watts, we talked about a little bit for Tulane. What else we got? Jordan Curley we talked about for SMU and Jatavion Sanders. So that's kind of it, man. I, I'm going to roll and try to stick a lot into this, like, it's tough, right? Because Oklahoma – or I'm sorry, Ohio State is so expensive, most of their guys. Outside of that, I think it's very possible this week to live in the 6 and 7K range pretty much across the board. You mix in a few 5K guys, you, the majority of your roster can kind of hang in the middle ground here. Um I'll dig a little bit deeper as always. I will be posting more picks onto my Twitter. Uh, I will be posting to the comments here right on this video of guys that pop up later this week and Saturday morning of potentially, depending on injury news, some guys that pop up that could be pivots or cheaper price point plays. But these are kind of the main guys that I'm looking at, uh, looking to on Saturday. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So until next time, Please give us a subscription uh, or a subscribe to our page here. Um, <clears throat> Red Zone DFS. We're running a, a giveaway right now. Once we reach 250 subscribers, uh, we're giving away 150 bucks, hopefully to enter into, into some awesome DFS contest for you. So cost you nothing. All you got to do is subscribe to our YouTube page uh, and you are entered. So if you're watching this video, but maybe not subscri subscribe, hit that button for us. It helps a ton. Really appreciate it. Drop me comments, questions, whatever. Till next time, good luck.